0: Is it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's Gadgets and Gizmos, with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.
1: Gadgets and Gizmos, and two presenters. What more do people want? And it's all for free. Extraordinary. It's what else? Uh, yes, yes. Knowing you, nothing else will be for free. Be, be, what did we have last time, Bugatti, was some incredibly expensive. Car. We did, we did. Uh, yes, no yes. Bugattis
0: this week, but there okay. are one or two um, fairly expensive gadgets on the way. Right. Okay. Uh, but we're talking about energy, power, and energy. Two mm-hmm. things we could both do with more, of, I suspect. Um, and the uh, Sejong University in Korea are looking at infrared lasers to beam power up to 30 meters, the idea being that you could just walk into a room and your phone would start charging all by itself. It's slightly right,
1: spooky. It? it is quite
0: spooky. Um, but doesn't an they... infrared
1: laser have to actually be pointed at something?
0: Well, yes, it does. So what they do is they, they have their optical power source, which has an erbium doped fire amplifier. Mm-hmm. Erbium being um, atomic number 68, which was discovered in 1843. So it's been around for a long time, erbium. And yeah, they, you don't um, hear
1: much about it these days, though, do you? You don't. <laughs> they, <laughs> you're trying to rectify it, that now, I realise.
0: Uh, I'm going to keep on saying erbium, just so we get the word counter. Yes, um, yeah. They fire it at a retro reflector lens, a spherical effector lens, which then focuses it on a voltaic cell, and they reckon they can transmit power quite a long way that way. Although pointing it at a cell and beaming it to an entire room are two quite different things, of course. So this could be one of those, it may happen, but not just yet.
1: You actually think most people, given their knowledge of lasers, actually like the idea of laser beams powering their phone in their pocket?
0: I know what you mean. It is a bit scary, isn't it? Yes. Yes, Mm.
1: even though lasers don't tend to do what everybody thinks they do because they've watched lots of science fiction stuff. Just so. Exactly. i mean frankly anybody who remembers that rather dismal oxford street um do you remember that sort of that green laser display and one of the cinemas in um in london used to have a laser display before they yes. showed a film which was pretty pathetic as well yes So the idea that you can charge your phone up well intriguing if they ever get there yes they, they may there. not um, oh, do you want to in say erbium it- one more time before we move on
0: uh, i think we went off don't you
1: okay yeah enough
0: Um, But here's something that may well happen. So lithium-ion batteries is what most batteries are made out of. The trouble Mm. is lithium is expensive.
1: Mm.
0: It's in fairly limited supply, and it has a nasty tendency to catch fire, which is not a a good advantage. A bit of a disadvantage. So uh, the clever people at uh, MIT have been looking at other ways of building batteries out of more commonly available materials, and they discovered they could make a battery out of aluminium, sulfur, and salt which is a very good thing, Ooh. because all materials that are in very uh, plentiful supply, a sixth of the cost of a lithium-ion battery. And unlike lithium batteries, they actually work better when they get hot, both for um, charging up and for discharging. Uh, they, in fact, charge 25 times faster at higher temperatures. So how do you achieve these higher temperatures? Well, it happens automatically when you use them. They just warm themselves up and um and, and get, they get more batteries. and more
1: efficient as they get warmer the, they the get is you think the opposite of what you'd expect
0: it yeah. is absolutely isn't it yes and now what's the catch could, uh, well there isn't a catch they reckon they could even um have a fast charge of less than a minute with using uh, using these batteries so well, they've set well, up a spin-off to 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 market them commercially and so we could be seeing those you know before before very long which i think we
1: have had thing. a lot of battery technology on this program we're right back at episode 1 that's be 382 mm. shows ago i mean i don't know if it was the first one but certainly among the first you were talking about these people who developed batteries that would charge in about a minute it hasn't yes. quite happened yet has it
0: well it takes quite a long time to actually get these things to market
1: well show
0: 383
1: yes. now <laughs> show 1 that's quite a bit of time
0: Yes, and I'm sure the battery manufacturers are looking at our show numbers and thinking, oh, my goodness, it's 80 yes, shows since we first talked about Absolutely.
1: This. Yes, <laughs> yes. I wish they'd talked about Erbium a bit more. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> okay, well, let's move on to something else then. We'll, oh, we'll have yeah. one of these, though, if that's all right. Yep.
0: Yeah. Just a little punctuation point. Yes, indeed. Thank you for that. And wind farms wind farms very good people do approve of wind farms apart from people that don't like wind farms who find them uh ugly and obtrusive on the landscape so it's generally considered that it's better to put wind farms out at sea because they don't get in anyone's way and uh, people don't tend to see them so much so they're not too bothered by them but the problem is standard wind turbines out at sea they're very hard to build because of course mm. you have to anchor them on the on the seabed yes yes uh they're very hard to maintain because you've got to get up there to I mean, how do you get up there when it's at sea you can't put your ladder on the ocean and of course they need to rotate to face the wind
1: mm.
0: so altogether very complicated devices well the company from norway who call themselves worldwide wind it's quite a good name for company really <laughs> they yes. have developed uh, a way of building turbines to use at sea where they are on a vertical axis you may remember a few shows ago we talked about people who are planning to fit vertical wind turbines onto lampposts on motorways
1: yes yes Hmm.
0: yes same kind of idea you have the vertical turbine which is strapped around the uh the the column of the of the turbine Mm. and it has the big advantage of it can take wind from any direction So it doesn't need to rotate to face the wind. But of course, that would produce an awful lot of spin on the turbine itself. So what they do is they have two turbines which rotate in opposite directions, which is simply done by having the fan blades pointing in opposite directions. The advantage there is they effectively double the speed of the wind because the electricity is generated from the differential between the two. So a twenty mile a wind will give a mile an hour wind will give the effect of a forty mile an hour wind Ooh. pushing these turbines. That's clever. It's absolutely there is clever. So uh, I think we could well be seeing these coming fairly soon because it's such a good idea. Much cheaper to to build and to maintain. And um they can uh, they can put them up more easily. All oh, all oh, very good.
1: And all this from a company called World, World Wide Wind. Worldwide you presumably Wind, presumably have a URL address of www.www. Www.
0: I really dot hope they do.
1: Dot .whatever Norway is. I tried yes. looking it up, but I couldn't find it in time. .no. Oh, it's NO. Oh,
0: it's okay. .no for Norway. Yes. Right. But they, they certainly should. Let's, let's hope they do. <laughs> okay. Uh, what have we got next? Well, well, while we're out at sea, I mean, everyone talks about solar power, but not enough people talk about lunar power. And lunar power is endlessly tappable in the form of waves, of course. Mm. And people have been trying for a long time to build uh, wave-powered generators. And they they reckon they can get them for about 85 cents per kilowatt hour. But a company called Sea Wave Energy Limited, which rather neatly abbreviates to SWELL as its acronym, yes. yes. The shame they couldn't get an extra L in there, but maybe they, maybe they just couldn't think of it. If they're based in London, it could be Sea Wave yes, yes. London Limited. Yes. Yes. They or ought to move or just. Or Leicester. To... Yes. Yes. Or Lithuania. I mean anywhere <laughs> they want, really, as long <laughs> yeah. as the help. Well. Yeah. So they developed wave line magnets, which are rafts that float on top of the sea and they're all sort of linked together. And they reckon they could use the sea motion to generate electricity, not for 85 cents per kilowatt hour, but for one cent per kilowatt hour
1: that's a lot less, I it, is a lot less. Yeah.
0: it is a lot less and it's quite a lot less than the the, the price of solar or wind energy
1: hmm. Do so they have it up and running by this winter
0: i think not uh, i think not sure. they're still very much at the prototype stage and in fact they have been at the prototype stage for about 10 years now so it's taken them a while to actually get there but they're talking about these rafts of up to a mile long uh, which will generate lots of power, but of course there will be a hazard for shipping, even if they are bright yellow, which they are. presumably. Well, so that's as
1: indeed the sea wind sea. farms are, they're quite big things. If you hit them,
0: they are also a hazard to shipping, but less so inland.
1: Yes, you would say the good ones yes. are out at sea. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, well, let's move on. Are we still staying with them um, with energy? We are not staying with energy,
0: but we are staying out at sea. Oh. And we are moving to Norway. Uh, where they are very concerned at the fact that Pacific salmon, mm. when v- introduced into the, the White Sea in Russia in the 1950s, breed a lot faster than the native Atlantic salmon, which means that they gobble up all the resources and they are pushing out the Atlantic salmon. And this is a great uh, moment, great uh, to the Bevelurg Hunter and Fishermen's Association, which I've tried to pronounce in Norwegian, and I've been quite unable to do so. But luckily, Google leapt to my rescue. Shall we have a little listen to what they're called? Bælevåg okay. You see why I had difficulty with it.
1: Yes, should I do it again? Yes.
0: Bælevåg
1: Yes, I can see why you might have difficulty yes. with that.
0: And the solution is facial recognition for salmon. You, <laughs> You're joking. You knew it was going to come, and here it is. Oh,
1: so
0: it's a it's a gate uh, on the Storelva River where the salmon go upriver to spawn, mm-hmm. and the gate only lets genuine Atlantic salmon through. I suppose it must check their passports or something. It doesn't let the yes. Pacific salmon through. Mm. Isn't that clever? They reckon they have about 97% accuracy, and it may well save the Norwegian Salmon industry.
1: That is quite extraordinary.
0: Well, I don't really know why they can't just eat Pacific salmon, because I'm sure we couldn't really
1: tell the difference in taste. Well, I don't know. Presumably they think it's not as good. They probably do think it's not as good. If they thought, if they thought it was better or as good, then given that it breeds more efficiently, mm. I'm sure they would go for it instead. They probably would. But
0: then in which case, why did they introduce the Pacific salmon into the White Sea rather than Atlantic salmon, which surely would be happier there?
1: Well there you have me I really don't know But this man might know
0: We should ask um, him We should ask him <laughs> yes. exactly.
1: But in the meantime Let us pause for breath
0: Sharing ideas about money This is
1: Share Radio It is indeed Share Radio. I'm Simon Rose. He's Steve Kaplan. We're talking gadgets and gizmos.
0: We are. And one gadget that we all like to use when we're driving in our car is a sat-nav, either built into the car or on our phones. Or, in fact, built into our phones and then transmitted to our car, which you can do if you have Apple CarPlay uh, installed, if you have both a Apple device and an Apple compatible car, which you probably don't come to think of it.
1: No, I don't. No, I no. thought you might not.
0: No. Anyway, so the choice really is between Waze and Google. Um, I prefer Waze because it gives you the opportunity to uh, mark incidents along the road. So tra- drivers can report traffic jams or accidents. Mm. And isn't isn't can, Waze owned
1: by Google? Didn't you once tell me that? It is. Yes, it oh, is. Yes, now okay. owned but by they are Google, different. Okay. they
0: they're different and they've kept it going. So Waze is more crowdsourced than Google. Right. Uh, which is very good for traffic, mm. but also uh very good for being able to tell um what's what's coming along your way and what's there. And what what drivers do is if they see a stationary police car, then they will mark that because a stationary mm. police car is likely to be a speed street speed trap. Mm. Well, Surrey police have uh, discovered this Mm -hmm. and they have taken the somewhat unusual initiative of gaming the system by reporting (laughs) their own cars as stationary when actually they're not stationary.
1: Well, fantastic. So basically they're warning drivers of police speed traps, even though there aren't police speed traps. Yes. Well, that seems quite... quite clever of them frankly
0: they say they say that it makes drivers slow down which is altogether a good thing but the people wave users have been up in arms about it they have accused them of phantom units and of altering uh, uh, computer records and according to a tweet from the sorry police that the records are technically not false as they were actually there at the time that they reported themselves being there
1: and oh, I see. this. Like, so, so nothing the, in the fact room that they were them moving, being stationary. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, hmm. I think that's rather clever. Yeah, I'm sorry, but I think in this case, I mean, that's quite clever. I mean, there's no different really than the 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 places that sort of erect uh, cardboard cutouts of policemen with speed guns, and lots indeed. of villages seem to do this from time to time, and people do tend to slow down, and indeed, if they see a speed camera.
0: Or indeed the speed cameras that don't have any film in them, which apparently a lot of them don't. Most of them don't.
1: No, I know And an well, ex- Cop- I know an ex-copper who now knows which uh, areas don't have film and which ones do and takes full advantage of it.
0: I'm sure he does. She? Um, when, she, even yes. better. Yes. Um, have you ever noticed when you're driving along there'll be a speed camera and sometimes at a side on the back saying speed camera not in use? Oh, I haven't seen that, no. I've seen that. Why on earth do they do that? I, don't I can't know. understand it. It seems a very strange thing to Perhaps do. Perhaps
1: they feel you have to slow down in order to read the message.
0: <laughs> Maybe that's it. That would be a very good idea. Okay. Let's move on to, um. let's go for a product, shall we? Because we haven't had a product so far this week.
1: Oh, is it going to uh, cost me millions?
0: No, it's not, but you can't get it yet. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, so we've uh, we've seen plenty of projectors. We've featured quite a lot of projectors on this show. Mm. And the trouble with projectors is that they take up space in your room. You can get the ones that sit right up, you know, nine inches or so mm. away from the wall, but yes. you still have to have the table in front of the uh, of the wall. um And this is a rather clever idea, uh, which is called the magic lamp, and it is a streaming. Projector, so you don't need Mm -hmm. any wires going to it, apart from power,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. uh, that replaces your ceiling lamp. Uh, It is a a cylindrical thin disc, maybe a couple of inches thick, that replaces your ceiling lamp. It also has a lamp built into it, also has Bluetooth speakers built into it. Good grief, right. And it can project at the wall and automatic keystoning and and all that kind of thing. I
1: don't know know what keystone... What's keystoning?
0: keystoning keystoning is if you if your projector isn't head on to the surface it's projecting on oh, it's going to be distorted keystoning yes. is automatic projection oh, okay. a correction of that of that projection
1: okay
0: it's made by a company called well they they're spelled X G I M I and i couldn't work out how to pronounce that so i did uh, <laughs> ask google again which gave me two pronunciations uh, okay. here's one of them Jimmy. Yes, Jimmy, and here's another one. It's Jimmy. So, whether yes. you like Jimmy or Jimmy, or if you're watching any American, they call it X Jimmy. So, I'm going to right. call it X Jimmy. X Ex, Jimmy. It's made by. Mm. It's only available in China at the moment. For about eight thousand yuan, which is about a thousand pounds or so, but it's a very neat-looking unit. I think it's a very. Cl- I don't know why no one's done it before. Really, it seems such an obvious thing once mm. once someone's done it.
1: Okay, well, so we should look out right, for yeah. X Jimmy's product at some we stage coming to a, coming to a ceiling fixture near in you. Indeed.
0: Shall we move on to our one-to-one product? On our crowdfunding uh, I mean, a time. Probably be incredibly
1: good. Yes. <laughs>
0: And this is called the Very Shot. It's described itself with a laser entertainment system. Lasers again. Yes. And it's a pistol. Um, mm-hmm. It's a gun. And you fire it, uh, fires a laser at the wall. And mounted on the wall is a box about, uh, looks like about eight inches square, mm-hmm. which has a grid of 16 light-up squares on it. And you have to hit each of the lights as they light up, and then they turn from mm-hmm. uh, green to red to so show you hit them and uh, so it's for practicing your your target practice. Um, and the promo video shows a sort of James Bond-like man in a, a shadowy lighting
1: hmm.
0: uh, shooting at the wall, and then it shows him teaching his 10-year-old son how to shoot a pistol, which I think oh. is altogether not a good thing.
1: Do I take it this is an American product?
0: Um, it's not an American product. Oh. Actually, okay. no, it no is a I believe it's a Korean product. But they've used Americans, obviously Americans like their guns. Um and it's on sale on the uh, on or the pledge for it on Indiegogo now. Two hundred and ninety-nine dollars, about two hundred and sixty pounds, so not cheap. Um, and it ends on the tenth of October, if indeed they ever get to make it. They only have a working prototype at the moment.
1: Okay. Okay, so where do we go now? Let's go from
0: here to, well, concrete. Concrete, as you all know, is made of (laughs) uh, water, cement, and an aggregate, the aggregate being generally sand or gravel. Mm. And it's what forms the bulk of the concrete with the water and cement holding it all together. And people have tried to make aggregate out of discarded tires, which works surprisingly well, except the cement doesn't bond particularly well. To the uh, to the discarded tyre, um, except um, the um, RMIT University in Australia. I think they found a better way of doing it. But meanwhile, another branch of the RMIT University in Australia has found a better use um, of all that discarded stuff in the terms of shredded PPE, personal protection Oh, Gosh, well, there's all of that around. Uh, there's an awful lot of it around. Apparently, 129 billion masks are discarded every month globally, although probably fewer now since people mm. are wearing uh, fewer of these of these masks. Um, and apparently, um, it improves the strength of the concrete when they add PPE to it. Uh, 17% improved strength if they add masks, 22% if they add rubber gloves. But I don't think there are quite as many discarded rubber gloves. Of course, they so- come in pairs where mask mask one at a time.
1: Well, that is true. Um, So let me get this straight. There are two different bits of the same Australian university competing for what to add as an aggregate.
0: Yes. Not only that, but as fast as the first one are gobbling up their their discarded tyres, the University of Southern Australia is gathering the tyres and packing them with earth because apparently... Tyres packed with earth are as strong as concrete, and they are using it to build houses with.
1: When you say tyres packed with earth, you mean just mm. filling the... Yes,
0: the actual yes. T-
1: discarded tyres packed with earth. Good gracious. But how do you build with tires.
0: those? Well, I have seen photographs of a house built out of tyres packed with earth. Yes, and um, it looks like a tire packed with earth. <laughs> it's full house. Very, yeah, very, very strange. It is a house clearly made of earth-packed tires. So, not to everyone's taste.
1: And presumably has a it distinctive think. odor as well. You can't Only if you feeling... set fire to it. Well, oh, tires smell anyway, don't they? They smell of rubber.
0: Oh, I suppose they smell of rubber. Well, yes, they would smell of rubber. Hmm.
1: Yes, I can't think I'm going to be rushing out for one of those. Houses built from rubber?
0: No. No. Not at possibly all.
1: Not. Possibly not. No. And if it does catch fire, really unpleasant.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> yeah, That's you have to hope that it, <laughs> they don't catch fire. But it is a good point that it uh, would fail all of the um, flammable requirements for uh, houses, wouldn't it?
1: Yes. But no doubt the guys at I- RMIT University in Australia are at this moment trying to work out on fire retardant. I'm um, sure they are. Things. Yes. I was
0: gonna say rather than flammable requirements, I was gonna say inflammable requirements, but of course it's the same thing, aren't they?
1: Flammable and inflammable. From... Yes. Oh, that's
0: rather yes. interesting. Okay. Oh,
1: hmm.
0: Yes. Anyway, let us uh, let us end with flying planes. We have been oh. promised flying planes since since my childhood, certainly. We haven't yes. got them yet. Yes. But Skyfly. Skyfly the well, Langer, you UK said flying planes.
1: In. We've had flying planes since your childhood. Did you say flying yes. planes or flying cars? I said cars? flying
0: planes. Flying cars. Well, this is not a flying car. This is a flying plane. But right. it is a flying plane that you can keep in your garden. Oh. Yes. It's uh, e um electrical vertical takeoff and landing. They call it the axe. It's a two-seater. Goes up to 100 miles an hour with a range of 200 miles.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And um, it's uh, it has a, a wide wing. A five-meter-wide wing, so it mm. would fit in most, you know, most reasonable-sized gardens. Yeah. And it has a almost as big a tailplane, which is also almost five meters wide. Mm. Each of which has two rotors, sort of one on each end. So there's four rotors altogether, and they can go uh, up and down. If you find that uh, you're using too much battery power going up and down, you can also use a conventional landing and takeoff, assuming you have a by 50-metre runway in your garden, which is less likely. Yes. But apparently you can fly these things with a standard pilot's license. So quite a lot of fun. You can pre-order it now for £150,000. It doesn't
1: if seem very want... expensive for that, really. It doesn't.
0: If you want a parachute, that's an extra 20000
1: Hang on, a parachute for you or the plane? Uh, for the plane. Oh, right, right, yes. I was going to say. It's an expensive parachute if it's just for you. Yes, okay.
0: Yes. Anyway, skyflytech.com, if you, if you like the sound of it, and if you happen to have 150,000, if I was spending 150,000, I'd probably add the extra
1: 20,000 for well, the parachute. I think if I was contemplating 150,000 pounds to spend on a plane, I think the fact that they're suggesting you get a parachute might make me wonder if I wanted to get the plane in the first place.
0: Well, there is that. But yeah, that's um... maybe why the parachute isn't optional extra. Hmm. Yes, you know, not, not, could, not essential
1: to have the parachute. Could be very, it. yes, yes. Rather different than the sort of trim or the color of your car deciding to have it a is. parachute that <laughs> may save you from death. Right. Well, that's it for this edition of Gadgets and Gizmos. Thank you very much indeed. To see Kaplan, we will have more. Uh, I was going to say more of the same, but it won't be more different at the same time next week.
0: Oh, is you. it a gadget? Is it a gizmo? No, it's gadgets
1: and gizmos with Steve Kaplan and Simon Rose.